0: Hello, welcome to Wolverine Wrestling Report. This is a podcast about Michigan wrestling, uh, the college team, and the RTC team. My name is Jack. I'm oldest and greatest on Twitter. And I write about wrestling for a website called The Fight Site, uh, which is combat sports, uh, MMA, boxing, uh, submission grappling, and of course wrestling. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, dual meet previews and recaps. Uh, previews and recaps for you know conference and national tournaments uh in the off season, I'll hopefully have some interviews with wrestlers and uh covering uh things like uh, the Olympic trials and the Olympic Games. uh this is probably gonna be pretty rough at first because I'm not very good at this, uh but I'm getting better uh in this episode, we're gonna be talking about uh the returning starters, kind of how they did last year what what we think they might do this year. We, uh, My guest and I kind of make reference to an episode about the True Freshman and the Red Shirts. Uh, that was an episode I recorded with Clay Sauertag who has covered high school wrestling for the open mat and track wrestling. And it was a, a good conversation, but the audio from that is is—it's uh, messed up. It doesn't uh, sound good. I was not able to resolve that. Uh, so we're going to have to write that episode off. Uh, if there's any confusion about you know, this missing episode, that's what happened. Uh, there was a couple moments uh, when we were talking about Michich's offense. Uh, I kind of didn't know what to say at one point and started making stuff up. Um, and it's probably not accurate. We also forgot to talk about Max Mailer. Uh, I'm not sure why. He was the starting 174 last year for Michigan. He was maybe in over his head a little bit sometimes, uh, but he competed hard. And he'll be, um, I think, a good guy to have in the room because he's different stylistically from most of the other wrestlers. And I think in a couple of years, he'll be competing for a starting spot again. Uh, Let's get to this episode now about the returning starters. I'm going to be joined by a guest named Leo, who was a college wrestler and is a big Michigan fan. Hope you enjoy it. All right, let's get started. Today is the second episode of our Taking Stock of the Michigan Team series. We're going to be looking at the returning starters. I'm joined by Leo West. Leo wrestled at Alma College, a Division III school here in Michigan. Leo, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, man. How about you?
0: Good. So
1: to start out
0: our uh, kind of returning starters, uh, we have Jack Medley, Stefan Michich, Drew Matten, who was a starter uh, two years ago, Cole Matten started last year, Kanan Store, Will LeJuan. uh Lane Van Anroy and Reese Hughes have been spot starters in the past, uh, Logan Massa, Miles Amin, Jelani Embry, and Mason Paris. What do you think of that group?
1: Dude, this is a really exciting group to me. Um, you know, we'll get into this a little a, a little bit more in depth later. Um, but I see probably at least four potential champs in this mix. Uh, I think Micic, uh, Amin... Massa and Paris are all capable of winning NCAA titles uh, and placing very highly at a bare minimum. So I'm really excited to watch Michigan Wrestling this year, man.
0: Yeah, it seems like a really good group, um, both in terms of uh, the the finalists, the champion potential, and also the, the depth and the kind of competitiveness at every weight. Um, oh, for so sure. Let's just go kind of top to bottom. We're going to start at 125. The starter last year was Jack Medley. He was a little bit um, under the radar, uh, but ended up putting together a really good season. He, I think, was ranked 16th in the final uh, flow rankings. Uh, I I think somewhere similar by Intermat. Uh, Finished fourth in the Big Ten and got the 14th seed at the national tournament. Uh, Which is... Overall, what would you think of his season last year?
1: Uh, yeah, man. Uh, like you said, Medley had a nice little Big Tens there. Uh, it's strong finish to his season. Uh, dude's a fighter. Uh, you know, he keeps himself in every single match. Uh, he seems like he's a really hard worker. Uh, he, uh, We said Intermat had him around what is it, mid-teens, and that's the kind of guy he is, but I don't see why he can't break in and be a blood round guy. Uh, What do you think of of...
0: Yeah, he, um, I I think you're right. He's ranked, like, somewhere in the 13 to 16 type of range this year. And, yeah, he's he's the kind of guy who's going to be competitive in every match just because of the way he wrestles, where he holds position well. He's good on the mat. People don't get to his legs all that often. And he just scraps, and he just fights so hard. Um, I think he was the first guy to go the distance with Spencer Lee. He lost like eight, one in the duel last year, uh, which is weird to call that a success, but it was, it was a really good performance and just kind of shows that he's, he's a guy that everybody's going to have to struggle with.
1: Yeah, no, he's the, he's the kind of guy that really makes you work for your wins. Um, So, you know, honestly, like, I don't see why he couldn't have a very – I think he has every, every reason to believe he's going to have a very promising season this year, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting because he – the way he wrestles is a little bit different, I think, from kind of the typical Michigan wrestler. Um, he didn't do as well in freestyle. Uh, he, he went to mm-hmm. senior nationals and U23s and didn't win a ton of matches, whereas the rest of the Michigan team – had a lot of success because he's less of a leg attacker and more of a, a front headlock, top wrestling type of guy. Uh, but if he can, you know, just round out his game a little bit, he could be a big problem.
1: Yeah, I think in some ways, um, what limited him in freestyle are are kind of what limits him in folk style. Uh, like you touched on in both cases, it's just those leg attacks, man. But if he can, if he can get that together, I think uh medley can have a really exciting season and even if he can't he still should be very solid uh what do you think about michigan's death around 125 with kurt mchenry and uh dylan raggison coming in
0: yeah it's interesting i'm not sure who the starter's gonna end up being i haven't heard any news about WrestleOffs. And it's because of uh the the decision to give a free year of eligibility Uh, I think everyone's going to wrestle. So Rag is in ordinarily my red shirt. Um, He'll probably be in the mix this year. And so I don't know if they rotate him in the duels, if they try and pick a guy and stick with him so that he can get a lot of matches for seating and such. But it's definitely, I I think, an open question.
1: Yeah. I imagine they'll want to try to pick a guy and stick with him, but um yeah, I guess it'll really all come down to the wrestle loss. Uh, Ragazin is really talented. Uh, you know, uh, Cliff Keen Wrestling Club brought him to the RTC Cup, although he didn't wrestle any matches there. Uh, I think he has a lot of promise. Uh, Kurt McHenry, I'm a big fan of. He's been really exciting in the past, uh, but he seems to just be a little too small, you know?
0: Yeah, I think in freestyle, both those guys are probably a little bit better, McHenry and Ragazin. Oh, for sure. um, I mean, McHenry had a lot of success at the age level in freestyle, and then Ragazin uh, at, uh, at at senior nationals as well as juniors looked really good. Uh, his neutral game and his top game, but a lot of it was kind of freestyle specific. And so we don't know exactly how it translates to, uh, to the college game. So it's definitely one of those things where You just don't know until you see it.
1: Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to see it, though. Uh, If not this year, you know, this dude has, again, a promising career. Really exciting. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and Ragazin is actually listed uh, as a 25-33 on the roster, and WrestleStat has him as uh, being ranked at 133, which is interesting because you know, right now, 133, we think is occupied by Stefan Mijic. Uh, but Mm -hmm. it could be, could be open next year and maybe he slots in there.
1: Yeah. I think there's a, I think I'm, I would bet any amount of money that this is going to be Stefan Mijic's last year of college. Um, so I think Ragazin has a great future at 33 there. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: let's move on to 133, uh, we believe the starter is going to be Stevan Micic. He took yep. an Olympic red shirt this past year. Um, possibly second. the first wrestler to take two Olympic red shirts. Uh, but he's, um, he got third, second, and third, I think.
1: No, wh- wh- what yeah, place did he right get right. his freshman year? I thought he uh, took third, didn't he?
0: Okay, yeah. So he's, he's been a very high placer at the national tournament every year. Uh, he's been in, in contention to win it. Uh, what did you think of the last year and a half of Stefan's wrestling where he basically just represented Serbia on the international scene, didn't do any sort of college tournaments?
1: Yeah. So I think it's been pretty clear that his focus has largely been on freestyle for the last little while. Um, I mean, that totally makes sense. He was gearing up for the Olympics, you know? Uh, uh, I don't really think that that's anything that, that, that leads to any worry necessarily uh, about his folk style, especially when the other guy he's competing with for their, probably that number one spot at 133 is Dayton Fix, who's also been really focused on his freestyle, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, dude, Micic has consistently been one of the best guys in, in the NCAA uh yeah, I think he has a very good shot to make a run at a title his final year in college. Yeah, he, This is sixth year. He
0: yeah, he graduated from high school in 2014. So it's actually year 7 out of high school from him. He had uh yep. two Olympic mm-hmm. red shirts and one regular red shirt. So he's red shirt as much as he's wrestled.
1: Yeah, so Hopefully honestly I kind of hope this will be his last year in college um can't wait to see him on the national scene in Serbia or the international scene for Serbia uh do you know what's going on with Joey Silva uh
0: Joey Silva is not on the roster I believe he's no longer on the team I don't think oh. he'll be um I don't think he'll be like in contention for a spot or anything which is which is tough to see you know That's he's a really Highly regarded guy coming out of high school, but I think his days at Michigan are over.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, um, yeah, but so I, I think uh, mitchich is, is a title contender and maybe even a favorite mm-hmm. at 133.
0: Yeah, he. I, I thought he was going to win it um, his junior year in 2019. He, he had a little bit of a knee injury. Yes. Uh, it looked like maybe yeah aggravated it against Suriano in the duel. And then w- was clearly just yeah, not himself. that was how it nationals. looks to me.
1: Yeah. He, yeah. he was pretty clearly not himself. I thought he was the best wrestler in the country. Uh, just, unfortunately, mm-hmm. got banged up. And that's how a season goes sometimes, you know?
0: Yeah, he, he and Dayton Fix are probably the top contenders at this weight. And I don't think they've wrestled since... Junior World Team Trials in 2015, which was obviously a a long time ago. I don't know how relevant it'll be.
1: Micic was a whole different nationality back then. Yeah. Crazy. Um,
0: It is a little bit worrying to me that... So Micic makes good adjustments, I think, from the first to the second Mm -hmm. time he wrestles people. But it does seem like internationally as a whole, people are doing better against him. They sort of figured out what his whole game is, how he wrestles. He's not getting to legs quite as easily. Um, He uh, got fifth at the 2019 World Championships and then fifth again at the 2020 Individual World Cup with a slightly weaker field. Um, and he's yeah. losing to good wrestlers in their competitive matches, but it it kind of seems like guys he maybe could have been beating. Um, and it's guys I would probably think Dayton Fix would beat. He lost to um, I want to say Yatsenko from Ukraine, who Fix beat a few years ago. Um, and I don't yeah. know how much that means. You know, the, the guy's probably gotten better, but it is maybe a little bit worrying that his His offense is basically a two on one and an elbow pull and once guys kind of have the feel for that, he he starts to run out of ideas.
1: Yeah, I mean his yes, his offense, uh, especially in folk can be pretty simplistic unfortunately. Um, and he's been in college forever, man. Mm-hmm. but uh hopefully he still wants to keep doing it and uh, I think. What he has works, obviously, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's just that against the very best of the very best, it can get pretty problematic for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe he can mix it up and show us something new, uh, but I don't know, man. Uh, Yeah, he probably slots in pretty clearly at that weight class at number two.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Fix is a little bit... um doesn't score a ton of points in college. He he keeps such a low stance and sometimes keeps such a long range that not a ton happens yeah. in his matches. Um, and I think he, he matches up oh. well with DeSanto, obviously. He pretty much owns that guy. I yeah, think he matches sure. up well with uh, Roman Bravo Young because he doesn't get reattacked too much, and that's kind of Bravo Young's best way to score.
1: Right.
0: Uh, but yeah, it, it is definitely... A little bit worrying that he's he's basically just been in college so long people have kind of gotten Andrew a day. read on him yeah yeah and that's the other thing is can he stay healthy for a, a college season again
1: right I mean his last college season it, it did not work out for him or his most recent college season you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh but not. I mean I have I have high hopes for him um you know he'll probably keep it close with Dayton Fix. And I think Mm -hmm. if Stefan Mijic is in a close match, he can win that.
0: Yeah. I I think skill for skill, he is probably Michigan's best wrestler.
1: Yes, I I totally agree.
0: Let's look at uh, Drew Matten now. Uh, So Drew Mm -hmm. took a red shirt last year uh, after two Mm -hmm. years at 125, where he was pretty good, um, pretty reliable. Um,
1: yeah i remember him more from 125 he He was really solid
0: i think both years he went like two and two at the national tournament
1: yeah Uh, very solid guy
0: did not uh i think have a great year up at 41 uh during his redshirt year but also you know it it was a redshirt year he probably wasn't
1: right for those competitions
0: exactly and he was a he, junior um, he wasn't a yeah. freshman like he he went back down to 61 kilograms for a U23 freestyle and finished 7th which is i think right. encouraging uh so yeah, in the uh, in the wrestlestat rankings he's number 32 at this weight um what do you think of kind of his career up to this point and his chances maybe at 41
1: yeah um i thought he was a really interesting guy up at number or or sorry down at 25 um 141 is kind of an interesting weight class um but i don't i don't necessarily think he really fits uh into the landscape at least nationally um i think he's a solid guy in duels uh but perhaps not the bonus point machine that you might want him to be you know 141 is a tough weight class man
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I I sort of think if he's able to solidify himself as a starter, the the kind of national publications will realize, oh, he's the guy we should be ranking for Michigan, and he'll he'll start appearing on those lists. But it is interesting because he the way he wrestles, it's a lot of uh, kind of long range. He he likes to shoot from space. Um, He doesn't always move people out of position that much or he'll, he'll try and get them to step more than he's going to physically move their head or move their arm or whatever. And I think that right as you move up the weights, um, things usually get a little bit tighter um, and there's there's less wrestling from space. And so I'm, I'm not sure how well that plays at 41, but he's, he's still a good wrestler. He's still got good defense and he's still good on top. And I think that will serve him pretty well, and he'll be a competitive guy at 41.
1: Yeah, I think that top game he has especially has potential to pay dividends for him.
0: And who knows? Maybe he just had a bad year. He was a little bit banged up, and now he's yeah. able to get better because he he was cutting a lot of weight, I think, to make 25. And maybe his, his attack rate goes up. He maybe got better in that year where he's able to train without cutting weight
1: Mm -hmm. Um, i mean he's willing to shoot right so that's a good sign Mm -hmm. uh you know if he can like you said if he can get a little bit better in the hand fight i think he he'll he has potential to be a really interesting guy for for michigan this year uh so we we
0: also don't know for sure if he'll be the starter um joey silva who you mentioned was probably going to be in the mix at 141 uh we also have cole matt and his brother who uh, came in as a true freshman last year uh was able to take over the spot did all right for himself was he was a scrappy guy you know he 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 was able to stay in matches but he didn't beat a lot of good guys. Uh, ended up not qualifying for the right, national so. tournament. Finished forty fifth in the Wrestlestat rankings, which is probably a little bit underselling him. I think. So Wrestlestat uses a mathematical formula that basically gives you more points for beating someone by a
1: lot, uh, and it gives you a I'm lot more with Wrestlestat.
0: Yeah, so it it it's like a complete ranking of everyone in college wrestling, which is cool. So like it, it actually gives you a sense of, you know, the the red shirts and the backups and stuff, and it's based on a formula, not someone at Flo's opinion. Um, but one weakness I think is that it it's it gives too much credit for bonus points and pinning people. Uh, yeah. A lot of Michigan wrestlers don't get a ton of pins, and so I think we're a little bit um, a little bit undervalued in those rankings
1: mason paris is a big pinner yeah love that dude we'll get to him though uh um,
0: so cole matt and just um what do you think of his season last year how do you think he uh stacks up this year at 41
1: uh yeah i think his his brother drew will probably be the guy there uh cole Matten is you know solid clearly hard working but um Unfortunately, he's just not quite there with a lot of these 141s, which is, uh, again, like I said, a really tough weight clash, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of of a similar opinion. I think he, you know, you you have to admire the way he came out and competed last year. Um, Oh, for sure. He he was in a lot of tough matches. Um, He was probably going to redshirt this season. Um, and now with the free year, it's kind of, there are no red shirts. It, Everyone's just going to wrestle. But so it I, basically
1: just is a red shirt, but not a red shirt. Yeah,
0: well, but but then he doesn't get to go to the open tournaments that red shirts would. So right, if you're so not getting in duels, you're just not getting matches, which is tough. Yeah,
1: but, that's um, really tough, but you yeah. know, it's time in the room, so.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's what this is going to be. It's just sort of a, a developmental year for him.
1: Yeah, and I think honestly, a developmental year will be really good for him. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I think we can we can expect to see really good things from him in the future.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so let's move up to one forty nine, where the returning starter is Kanan Store. He mm-hmm. the past two years has been in the kind of eight to twelve to fifteen sort of range where he's. He's going to win a couple matches at Nationals, but can he break through into the top eight?
1: Kanan Store is good, man. Mm-hmm. He just, he is, you know those really good wrestlers that don't win all the matches they should? Kanan, mm-hmm. like, dude, Canaan Store loses a lot of matches he should win, unfortunately. And I think that's really just what prevents him from breaking mm-hmm. through.
0: Well, he's, I mean, he's in so many close matches.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's sure. never
0: gonna get blown out, but he also doesn't doesn't really pull away from people sometimes.
1: Yeah, he he definitely is prone to have some rough ones. Man, he lost to Colin Purinton at, of Nebraska yeah. at Big Ten last
0: I mean, year. Purinton actually had a good year last year, but yeah, it, it does feel like the kind of match he should be winning.
1: Oh, well, for sure, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's um, um, ranked number nine by Flo, I believe number seven by InterMat
1: um which so six by Intermass. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah so it's exciting
1: it's, i think he'll lose a match he should win before you know
0: yeah it's but again i feel like he's sort of in that tier where he uh you know he, he's gonna have to really deliver at the national tournament he's gonna have to be at his best to make that top eight
1: for sure. And I think Cannon, Stor- I, you know, this is Cannon Store senior year, although mm-hmm. it doesn't count as a year. So maybe he could get another one.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: part is not super clear to me. Um, But yeah, hopefully he'll be able to put it together this year and have a really big one. Uh, I don't see why he can't. And I think this mm-hmm. is probably his year to really break through and get a solid All-American finish, you know?
0: Yeah, he, uh, he's also a guy who is pretty active in freestyle. He actually does pretty well, which is interesting because he's not like a high-volume shooter and he doesn't seem like a great uh, top wrestler or a great um, counter guy. But he, he somehow just finds ways to score in freestyle and he's really relentless. And he... Yeah. You know, he um, he'll be losing in a match and he'll, you know, he'll get to an ankle pick to a single leg. And then the guy just relaxes for a second and he's got two and he's got two more. Um, and I think that doesn't come up as much in college, but he he has that ability.
1: hmm Yeah. He he can, he can just pull points out, you know, and in matches where he manages to do that, he has a lot of success. Uh, I think he has a good shot at doing it this year, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i'd like to see him do well he's had it seems like so many tough matches whether he won him or he lost him he's been in more than his he's in battles. every single match
1: yeah yeah man
0: he's he's had a lot of battles and it'd be nice if they started to
1: you know really decisively go his way
0: yeah it'll be like oh he had a
1: close battle with this great guy but mm-hmm. then Oh, he also, he also then has a battle with like the number 20 ranked guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he lives by the sword and he dies by the sword. Mm-hmm.
0: And the part of it, I think is bottom wrestling.
1: Yeah. But I think he, that's a big part of it for him. I mean, he's, he's
0: a, he's a lanky guy. And sometimes it's tough when you're that long to get, to keep your hips underneath your shoulders.
1: Oh, it's so hard. Mm-hmm um and you know there's just a lot of a lot of limb to grab on him you know so he's mm-hmm. he can be pretty pretty easy to hold down sometimes unfortunately and I think that's a, a big part of why he translates better to freestyle
0: yeah and I mean th- these are fine margins we're talking about it's not as though you know any oh, random guy is going to put him down for two minutes it's he gets taken down with 30 left in the period does he get out and that those are the things that decide the the four three three two type of matches he finds himself in, and if he can you know be ten fifteen percent better in those things, you know that's a big difference,
1: yeah, and I think I think he's in a very good training environment, and there's no reason that he can't, you know I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see how he does this upcoming season,
0: yep, so one fifty seven uh last year we had will Lewan we expect him to be back in that yeah, man. spot he um uh, Had a little bit of a tough end of the season. Um, Was, I think, fifth or sixth place in the Big Ten. Um, Ranked somewhere between 12 and 15 by most uh, outlets. Ended up getting the ten seed at the national tournament. Uh, But in the offseason, won U23 freestyle uh, down at 70 kilograms. Uh, What did you think of his uh, freshman year for Michigan?
1: Dude, Will Luan is a dude, to me, who is full of potential. Um, uh, Yeah, he took fifth in the Big Tens last year. He beat Jake Tucker of Michigan State in that match. Um, Dude, he is nasty. He is just versatile. He's super versatile in terms of ways to score. Uh, Really good freestyle background. Um, He's somebody I'm really excited about. Uh, especially at a, uh, this 157 weight class where i think like i think he can definitely break in to the top four through six maybe mm-hmm. that dude, cause yeah, cause he, he can um score
0: he seemed like a guy who was a little bit reliant on a physical advantage and not that he was a complete caveman who was just gonna try and push you over is that he you know, he, he likes to work off uh, snap to a double and he has a good underhook, good upper body game. Yeah, And sure. it's hard to make that work if you are a freshman and the other guy's a senior and he's just bigger and stronger than you.
1: Yeah, it turns out when you're 18 and the other guy's 23, it's just a different type of strength, unfortunately. Yeah, and
0: he, he still had a lot of success. But um, I mm-hmm. think, number one, he figured out how to open it up a little more, and number two, he will be a year bigger and a year stronger, and his, uh, his high school game will start working a little bit more. Yeah, he's and his, be, and I think his really offense
1: dangerous. will be. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and his offense will just be a year more refined. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I
0: mean, think the, I think
1: he's probably still a, a, a touch below the top three, with Deacon Heidley and Carr there. Um. But man. Will Luan is exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, Michigan, I think, is definitely a good room if you're a guy who needs to learn how to open up. Oh, for uh, where, sure. With, with Bormet and especially Bella Glazov, you've seen a lot of guys take their offense to new levels. And I think he's – I mean, even over the course of last season, he improved a lot where if you saw the, the first match of the season, I believe, at uh in the duel against North Carolina, he wrestled – I want to say AC Headley. Yeah. And it seemed like he was controlling the ties, but he just couldn't get to legs and he couldn't get enough bite on the guy's body to take him down. Um, he right. gave up, he gave up one takedown early. He, I mean, he, he scrambled yeah. pretty well with the guy, uh, but he just mm-hmm. wasn't able to get to a leg and finish. Uh, so he, he basically just didn't have enough variety in his game where, when the guys kind of got a read on your your number one attack, he just didn't have anywhere to turn to. Um, and you right. compare that to the way he was wrestling towards the end of the season. I don't know if you saw that the match is not on YouTube for some reason, but uh, the duel against Nebraska last year where he wrestled Peyton Rob, um, who was also a good freshman, he was losing three, mm-hmm. two, uh, the whole third period is just him attacking. He's getting the legs and the way he, because the the guy's really scrambly. the way he kind of went through his progression on his finishes where you see, Mm -hmm. you kind of see the wheels turning for him. Okay. He does, he does this. I've got to go here. Okay. He stopped that. Now I've got to go here. Uh, And was eventually able to get the takedown. He won that match four, three. That was probably my favorite match Mm -hmm. of the year last year. And I I think we're going to see more of that from him this season.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, but Will I, I? feel like I'm saying this about like half of the, these Michigan guys, but Will Luan, I think probably actually has the brightest future of this group. Um, like you're talking about um, when you're starting out from controlling the ties in basically your first college matches, like you can build in the rest of the offense, right? But if you, if you, and that's what he has. So that's mm-hmm. – it's really promising for him, especially as you noted, this Michigan room is great for opening up somebody offensively. Um, if memory serves, Luan was a pretty pretty big recruit coming out of high school, and I think he has a good chance to live up to that potential for Michigan this year.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's move on to uh, the next wait <laughs> – we believe uh, Cam mean, uh, redshirt freshman, is going to start at uh, 165. That's uh, cool. And uh, Logan Massa, who had been at 65 his first three years of college, took an Olympic redshirt last year, will be the starter at 174. Um, he's been a little bit up and down. He finished third his freshman year and then didn't place the last two. Uh, mm-hmm. Now he's... He's ranked, uh, I believe, number two at 174. Uh, but he, he's also had a lot of success in freestyle uh, over the mm-hmm. past year or so. Uh, what do you make of his kind of inconsistency, his uh, his better success in freestyle, uh, and what do you think the weight change means for him?
1: Uh, well, so, I mean, to start off, I think the weight change has, is going to be really good for him. I think... He showed a ton of, of promise his freshman year, uh, to where people thought you know it was going to be him and Vincenzo going back and forth with one another, uh, but then I think I think he had some some physical issues his sophomore year and his junior year that kind of plagued him. Uh, hopefully his his twenty nineteen senior nationals performance is going to be the start, or you know the risk, it. Ugh. Hopefully his 2019 Senior Nationals performance represents kind of the resurgence of Logan Masley, you know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm really excited for him.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird because the the skills are still there. And I think the biggest thing actually has just been mental, where um, one one of the things that um, can kind of make you gas out, that makes you look gassed, and maybe makes you suffer down the stretch is just anxiety and worry and fear
1: well right and you're doing everything super tense
0: yeah and so so that's part of why i think you see these sort of like the guy that's winning looks fresh and the guy who's or the, the guy who's chasing but losing the match looks fresh and the guy who's defending looks like he's about to fall over is because he's <laughs> the one yeah. who's nervous he's the one who's reacting and the guy who's chasing is just doing his attacks and he's kind of not worried about anything else um and i think he partly because he struggled on bottom partly yeah that because was a big part of it for him he, 165 is just a bunch of kind of grimy wrestlers
1: yeah um, and it's a goddamn snake pit
0: yeah it's just so brutal um i think he's kind of struggled uh just to stay within himself late in matches and that's one thing he talked about at uh, the press conference after senior nationals was number one, just more you know competency in all the positions, working with uh, Sergey Beloglazov, but also uh, just believing in himself and his ability to score uh, in every position and at every uh, phase of the match. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to help him a lot this coming kind of, year. He I... did, he did lose one late at RTC Cup to Gantt. But he also won one late against Hayden Heidley, who I think is a, a tougher opponent for him. So yeah, and I think, yeah, it's just interesting. I'm not completely sure what to make of those two results, but I think he's on the right track.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of, I kind of rate the Gant loss is just like, dude, Gant is a vet, and he's gonna get some wins sometimes, you know. hmm Um, dude is good, uh, but then beating idley i think is 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 a pretty promising result for him mm-hmm. uh Heidly is full of promise um like we talked about uh he he had a great uh senior nats performance uh which hopefully gives him the confidence he needs uh to wrestle a little bit more relaxed along with the, his training with mm glazov
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean cuz if you think about his freshman year he was he was in some tough matches. I mean, it's not like right. he's a guy that melts when he deals with adversity. It's just... I'm not sure if it, how much of it was technical, how much of it was just mental. But he... You know, he had all those battles with Isaac Jordan. He won, he was, I think, 3-0 or 4-0 against him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the last couple of years, to some extent, it might just be guys figuring him out. But he... He really he does so well in freestyle. I don't, yeah, I don't think it, he's figured out at all. I think it's it's just been. Um, I mean, the I think, Thursday I night think, round of the national tournament is really stressful.
1: For sure, and I think he kind of had some kind of like mental break. His yeah. his sophomore year, he got injured, right, and that put in some kind of mental block or some kind of problem with him to where he just has not really looked like himself in folk style.
0: Mhm. And it, but, if you look at the guys yeah. ranked around him uh apart from Kemmerer, it seems like if he's at his best, he should be a step ahead of these guys.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, no disrespect to Caleb Romero, but I don't really see it. Um yeah, I think I think Massa looks to be kind of just ahead above all these guys. Mm-hmm. Although I think I, th- I mean I think Labriola is an interesting challenge there. I just yeah. don't really know what we'll see from him.
0: Yeah, Carter Strocky is actually interesting, but if Carter Strocky
1: we... is incredibly interesting, but seems pretty raw to me.
0: Yeah, um, it, it, I could talk about this all day, but let's uh, try to keep it focused on. Um,
1: oh, for sure, the
0: Michigan guys. Yeah. Um,
1: so then just, you sorry, move up I, to eighty four here.
0: Yeah, I'd end up talking about. Penn State's lineup for an hour and a half.
1: <laughs> for gotta sure, gotta
0: force myself to uh, stay on topic.
1: Got it. So yeah, um, a little bit.
0: We like Massa. We also have Love a guy Massa. moving up a weight uh, in mm-hmm. Miles Amin. He, I believe, Ooh. his fifth his freshman year, and then third the next two. Down at one seventy four. Mm-hmm. He's now uh, kind of the consensus number one at eighty four. Uh, he mm-hmm. has represented San Marino internationally. Uh, and qualified for the olympics at 2019 world championships uh he Very also exciting. wrestled at uh, the rtc cup uh what do you think of his development basically trying to move up in weight what he's done in freestyle how he, he's done
1: in the past year or so yeah i think moving up in weight has been really good for his development um he took he took fifth at 2019 worlds correct yeah yeah so really exciting wrestler um in terms of what he's able to do for this team um he's he's looked very good at 86 um I think far better than he really ever looked at 74 so I think that's really promising in terms of a move up to 184 this year um I think he's got a pretty significant edge on his competition here. So I think he's I, – I do. I really do think Miles Amin deserves to be the favorite to win a title here at 184 pounds. And I think that's great for Michigan's uh, chances in a team race, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was always a guy who got to legs really well. Um, I mean, even going back to his freshman year, it seemed like he would just kind of shoot and hope it worked out and a lot of times it actually did. He was right. a bit of a surprise uh, top eight guy his freshman year, and then I think really jumped levels going into his sophomore year where he's suddenly competitive with uh, with guys like Zahid, Valencia, and Mark Hall. Uh, was a, yeah. a pretty clear uh, – and he, he overtook Bo Jordan, who – Yeah, I was going to say, dude,
1: just – I think yeah. the, the overtaking Bo Jordan was the him jumping levels, right? Yeah, that,
0: no, that was really cool where he, I mean, had been – not really competitive with him the year before, and then I think at the Las Vegas tournament lost a very close match with him, and yeah, then man. beat him the next two. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was that was really cool to see.
1: Yeah, and those were some big wins I think for Miles and me. Mm-hmm.
0: And then kind of continued that progression with um <clears throat> into the next year. He was even closer with uh, the top two guys. Right, uh, and those and top then... two
1: guys are just something else, man.
0: You know, wrestling all the way up at 189 pounds. Um,
1: <clears throat> right.
0: Get it, making just, it to the world semis, beating guys like, um, I think the top guy he beat was uh, the guy from Germany, uh, but a, a bunch yes. of other solid international wins as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like he's really, like he, he's, he's adapted to the weight well, where he's brought the solidity and the hand fighting. Uh, but he still has oh kind his of hand the, fighting
1: is amazing up there, dude. yeah,
0: he's still got like the the quickness and the low level attacks that you don't always see at those weights that mm-hmm. he kind of brings from the lower weights,
1: yeah and like I think that's what really makes him exciting of uh, at mm-hmm. this weight, you know I think yeah. he's filled into the weight wonderfully did did you think he was an especially big seventy four pounder? um no. Yeah, I did not either, which really surprised mm-hmm. which is really surprised just, me about his development. He just Concluded that he could not
0: make uh seventy four kilograms, hundred and sixty three pounds.
1: Yeah, of course. And, and he
0: said, Well, you know, if I wanna go to the Olympics, I've gotta move up. And just so really he ate committed to Yep. Yeah, uh, just committed to getting himself a little bit bigger. Um
1: Yeah, I love that man.
0: Are you worried at all about his loss to Trent Hidley at RTC Cup?
1: um i think it's an interesting wrinkle uh but not necessarily something that i'm incredibly worried about Mm -hmm. um i thought i mean looked good in general but dude Heidley was i think Heidley got pretty hot at rtc cup there Mm-hmm. and he was able to, to get that win. Mm-hmm. which So I think that's more of a credit to Heidly than yeah. anything to Amin's detriment. If, mm-hmm. if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, Heidly also wrestled really well at senior nationals. He he lost 2-1 to Gabe Dean and mm-hmm. destroyed everyone else and finished third. And then yeah. I think went undefeated at RTC Cup. So I, I think Amin, Hydley, uh, and Aaron Brooks will be the class of this weight.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised to see Hunter Bowman at number two. Mm-hmm.
0: but I think he just had a more consistent season last year, so it's sort of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, when they sense. just slide everyone up from last year's rankings. But I agree, he's probably not the biggest threat.
1: No disrespect to Hunter Bowman, mm-hmm. of course. And
0: the, the, the way that match played out, I mean, Heidley is definitely getting better, but it also seems like he... He's got such a um, sort of specific style. He sometimes
1: oh, yeah. does
0: better his first time against a guy where he basically his yeah. sort of, he shoots it like a double leg, but he moves his arms like it's an underhook knee tap.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and it was basically two reattacks where it was Miles would go to shoot and highly keeps really good position. It wasn't there. And then right. he would hit that as Miles tried to circle away.
1: Right, so I think more than anything, that'll be Miles raining in his shots a little bit in the next mm-hmm. match and managing to take out Hadley.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's looked really impressive. Um, basically, the having last to shoot. Half, lo- oh, sorry. Which, no, go ahead. Having to shoot something.
1: I was going to say needing to shoot less is is the good kind of problem to have. Definitely, you know? yeah. So I'm very I'm very excited for what Miles Mean looks like he's going to do at 184 pounds here.
0: Mm-hmm. So last year's 184, uh, we continue to move up. Uh, we think uh, might be going 197, Jelani Embry. He yep. was a national qualifier last year. Uh, was kind of up and down in the rankings. Uh, I think finished sort of on the edges of the top 20, according to most uh, of the rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year uh, he's he's not ranked at 197. WrestleStat does have him at 97. They have it him as the number Uh he, they have him as the number 25 guy. Fair enough. Um Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure what uh what did you think about his his year last year?
1: Um not Exceptional, uh, not anything spectacular, but not there's nothing wrong with jo- Jelani Embry, you know, he's just, he's not really that special a wrestler, you know, he's not that great. Um, he's not bad. Uh, I think he, I think he has the potential to be a top 15 guy, maybe even at 197, but that, I mean, that might be pushing it. I think he's a national qualifier. I think there he, there's a good chance he wins a, a match at Nationals but uh we'll see you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because he I don't know, he I want to say he's inconsistent, but I'm not sure if he really underperforms all that much or
1: overperforms. I think part of it is just I think he, he can, overperforms occasionally. Yeah, I think he's also
0: just in a lot of tight matches. I mean, 184 was really really deep last year. For he sure. likes to go for things. He likes to yeah. go over under. He likes, under. To, he likes it. to he likes to really take a swing. He is a little bit loose with letting guys in on his legs. Um,
1: he may be a little bit too willing to take a swing.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, he definitely has uh, has the ability to be, you know, a, a top fifteen, top ten type of guy. You saw. He's beaten Cam Caffey a couple times, who ended up Mm -hmm. uh, like number seven or something. Uh, Caffey's also moving up to ninety-seven.
1: Yeah, I really don't. Pretty excited about Caffey.
0: I really don't know how he does up at ninety-seven. It it could be, I mean, because ninety-seven, the last few years has been a weaker weight class than eighty-four, but I feel like that's not quite as true this year where. 184's thinned out a little bit, and 97 has gotten a lot better.
1: Yeah. I would say, like, the top four of 84 is probably better. Um yeah. But, yeah, uh, 197 certainly has some depth to it this year.
0: hmm Yeah, I, I kind of think trying to go upper body against those bigger guys might be an issue, but, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe it forces him to work on other things. Maybe he... He gets maybe better he at forces him to low tight-
1: ankle or whatever. Yeah, that, maybe he has to tighten up his defense. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, is Davison also a potential starter here at 97? Yeah,
0: so now uh, I'm going to get into uh, a couple of guys who are not necessarily going to start this year, but have been mm-hmm. with the team for a while, and I think we should talk about. Sure. Uh, so to start, uh, Andrew Davison uh, is at 197. He's been mm-hmm. kind of in and around the lineup for a few years he was pretty highly regarded coming out of high school and his brother lucas has been very good yes for northwestern so i i don't think andrew has been completely healthy and i think there's a That's good chance he there's a good chance he's competitive uh for this spot this year
1: yeah, that's interesting. Um, he, he has a, He's an interesting guy. He has a pretty good pedigree, so hopefully he can put something together. And uh, I see here he took seventh at U23s, uh, which is, mm-hmm. you know, pretty solid. Uh, and hopefully it can be indicative of some future success here in Folk. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, we should also mention uh, Lane Van Androy and Reese Hughes. Uh, have both started at uh, 165 in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, both guys, uh, I don't really expect to make the starting lineup this year, but they're both, they both compete really hard. And they're obviously pretty good wrestlers. We would not be, mm-hmm. you know, completely ruined if somebody went down and one of them stepped into the lineup.
1: No. Yeah. Those guys are very, They those guys are very solid wrestlers. Uh, but neither of them are anything to scoff at, mm-hmm. uh, but probably not all American type guys. Mm-hmm. Either, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Reese Hughes in particular has really competed hard whenever he's been, uh, mm-hmm. sort of forced to start. He'll be in against really good guys and he'll actually give him a battle. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and I mean, that's, that's kind of what you need as a team is, you know, guys in the room who are going to make it work.
1: Right. And I think, especially when you look at the momentum of a duel, you know, it's good for every yeah. single match to be a battle. That mm-hmm. blowout in a duel can really mess up the momentum.
0: So now let's move and, on to our... Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, and Reese Hughes is not a guy that gets blown out.
0: Definitely, yeah. Let's move on to the final weight now. Uh, last year's starter, Mason Paris, uh, ranked number two at the end of the season, finished second at the, uh, the Big Ten Tournament. Number two seed at the national tournament. Uh, had quite an offseason where he won senior nationals in the fall. And
1: mm-hmm. then at
0: RTC Cup, uh, nearly beat Gwizdowski and then the next day yes, he beat did. him.
1: Mm-hmm. Most notably, uh, Gable ducked him at RTC Cup because Gable Stevenson is scared of him. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. hmm Um I'm I will come out hot on Mason Perry's here. Um I dude, I love his style. I think he's really exciting. Um had a really big international freestyle win. The name is escaping me right now.
0: Uh I Mo, say, it was Mohammedian. Was right? Uh, I believe it was Amir Zare from Iran. Oh at, no, it was uh, Zare. It was totally Zare.
1: Yeah, at, yeah. In like No, in the so finals he... or whatever yeah he dude he kind of cleaned house on his way through um Mm -hmm. through that junior world bracket uh which was very exciting um oh man i love i love mason paris i think he's you know even even with there's actually some depth to heavyweight this year which is kind of cool man like dude greg kirkfleet is down is his name gregor what is all right i don't know he has uh, like
0: five names so it's it, one of them is dan and one of them is greg all
1: right then his yeah last so it is, dan. is also
0: like but then his last name is also like two names where it sounds like kirk Vleet. like i heard people mm-hmm. talking about i thought them talking about a dude first name kirk last name Vleet. like you know Paul oh Janus. i
1: totally thought that was his name yeah uh when i first heard of him but yeah, yeah. man
0: and then he's and also he's just... his real first name is like three names as well
1: but he's very Daniel, good. Greg, James. Uh, no nah, dude. Yeah. Been bouncing, bounced around schools a bit, but mm-hmm. he's, I think he, I mean him at six is speaks impressively to the overall, the the picture of the weight.
0: Yeah. He's, he's a guy that I think was probably going to red shirt, um, was not planning to compete yeah. this year. And then they said it's a free year. He's like, Oh, I guess I have
1: to, but well, I might as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, I mean, and I, but I think even, I think, even among this pretty good crop of heavyweights, I think Gable and Mason Paris are, I think those two are the pretty clear cream of the crop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like Mason yeah. has gotten closer to, he's widened the gap to the rest of them and gotten closer to Gable, where last year I would have thought, um, he was more likely to lose to someone below him than he was to beat Gable Stevenson and this year I think it's the other way around.
1: Yeah, uh, so for for a lot of last year I kind of even felt like Cassiope might be in the same tier yeah, as those exactly. two. But uh no
0: <laughs> no he
1: is not. Uh that that was very disrespectful. I'm sorry Tony Cassiope. Um but no, I do not think he is in the same tier as them any longer.
0: It was funny that he He pinned the guy in like his first match, and he Mm -hmm. said like I'm going for the Iowa pins record, like one down, seventy one to go, and then he finished. He finished the year with like seven.
1: Yeah, I I think he started out on a pretty hot pinning streak, though.
0: Yeah, I think he he didn't get a lot during the dual season. He's he did not make much progress on that.
1: (sighs) Poor guy, but I think I and I think Mason Paris is another great an example of development in the michigan room uh -hmm. memory serves mason paris had offers to play football
0: yeah i'm not sure where from but he definitely had uh football scholarships on offer
1: um dude was dude was a monster coming out of high school but Mm -hmm. in some ways pretty raw yeah and i think i think he's still got some i think he's still pretty raw in some ways you know Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it is but, crazy that uh, a Flow Nationals champ or whatever he was, you know, a guy who mm-hmm. had a lot of credentials, was still kind of a project. Yeah, and, he's, and he's I think really that's, improved. that's
1: that's the really exciting thing about Mason Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, Michigan has done a great job developing a lot of these guys in their lineup, you know. Uh, Miles Amin is now a world-level wrestler, as is Stefan Michich. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a great room. It's a great room.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a really exciting group. Um, this, uh, this is not really a preview or a prediction show, but let's do a little bit of team race stuff. Uh, yeah. so how do you think, how do you think this lineup, if we think it's going to be medley or possibly rag in at 25, Mijic, mm-hmm. Matten, store, Luan, uh, Cam Amin, Massa, Miles Amin, Jelani Embry, and Mason Paris, uh, both in the in the duel and in the uh, tournament rankings. Where do you think that team slots in?
1: So I think we're probably looking at around six AAs here. Micic, Kane and Storr, although that might be a little bit hopeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Luan, I think, is probably an, is almost certainly an AA. Uh Massa, Amin, and Paris are all to me top three guys almost mm-hmm. definitely at the, their weights. Um Especially as a dual lineup, I think this is really tough because mm-hmm. you know no, there's no not gonna holes. no easy outs, right? Mm-hmm. Um Easy or outs, certainly guys that are not the the best of the best, but no one that is just going to roll over for you. Not mm-hmm. that there really are guys in in, in Division One wrestling that are going to roll over for you, um, right? Division One wrestlers are mm-hmm. all they're all very hard workers. Um, but even among that group, these Michigan guys are hard workers. So I think that that's something that makes the, um, that makes Michigan especially interesting as a dual team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I worry about the bonus points a little bit mm-hmm. um, in terms of being a good tournament team. I think especially with Iowa at number one there, mm-hmm. they have some great bonus point scorers on their side.
0: Yeah. I just ran and through I, it quickly in my head. I have us 5-5 with Iowa. Uh, I have Kemmerer beating Logan Massa. So if we could reverse that, uh, we'd win it. But
1: yeah, I don't think winning, that's winning pretty I think consistently that's, on bonus. Yeah, so I think that's probably the coin flip match uh, mm-hmm. for a Michigan yeah. versus Iowa match, uh,
0: which Thor would have to take care of Mirin, which I think he does, but it's not a guarantee.
1: Yeah, yeah, interesting match. Mirin is nasty, dude.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It depends, but um. Yeah, I I'm think. Sure. Then
0: I don't, I don't know if we'll even end up dueling them because we we still don't know the schedules. But
1: oh, that sucks, dude. I was just about to go look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's it's unfortunate we don't have the schedules. Hopefully, we get that duel because it is mm-hmm. the two best teams in the country. Um, yeah, but I don't know, man. Um, definitely an, a very interesting duel, but I think. I think some teams are kind of, kind of not, maybe not going their hardest this year for whatever reason. And I think, I think a lot of teams
0: planned to not go their hardest and then they found out it was a free year and they're sort of stuck. uh, Oh, do we, do we wrestle guys? What do we do here?
1: Yeah. So that's, it's, I think it's a really weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the the no ivies is a really unfortunate wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I a lot of people talked about think,
0: Cornell being a contender this year.
1: Oh, dude, I think Cornell would have been a yeah. I think I think Cornell not being here this year makes Michigan uh, a lock for number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, to it is it there. is
0: really cool to feel like we are a legitimate contender. We are clearly a trophy team because I remember for. I, I really got into college wrestling around 2012, 13, uh, mm-hmm. when Michigan was a 10 to 20 type of team. Uh, and to yeah. see the, the gradual rise to winning a trophy in 2018 and being uh, a perennial top 10, pushing top five type of team. And now this year, and probably next year too, being like a top three title contending team.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's a really exciting team. Um, I didn't really get into college wrestling till like twenty sixteen or so, so I've I've had a bit more of a favorable memory of Michigan wrestling. Uh, but yeah, very very exciting squad.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Leah. Well, uh, thanks for your time, and we'll maybe have you back for a future episode.
1: Yeah, great talking to you, man. I'd love to be back on sometime. You have a good one.
0: I'll see you, everybody.
1: See you. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. Uh, Please subscribe to the show so that you can catch uh, the episode later this week talking about the upcoming duels against Rutgers and Maryland. Uh, Follow the show on Twitter at Mitch Wrestle Pod. That's M I C H W R E S T L E P O D. You can follow me at Oldest Greatest. And you can follow Leo at Church of Gaiji. That's uh, C U C-H-U-R-C-H-O-F-G-A-E-T-H-J-E. goodbye